welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. What's up, Penn State fans? Welcome back to the Nittany Blues Podcast. We are happy to have you here with us. Vince, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Good to see you. Not too bad. The, the sun's coming back out uh, after that week of rain we had at Raining State College for just about nine out of ten days. So it was a brutal stretch, but uh, happier, sunnier days are forecasted ahead. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, It's been the same here in Lancaster. I mean, it's been weirdly rainy and cold some days. Uh, some days are better than others, but happy that the weather's coming back and I'm celebrating accordingly with some uh, some of our favorite beverage, the Summer Shandy. So I'm planning on drinking a plenty up until and during football season. So I'm just getting a head start on it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think we got to get them to be a sponsor on the pod. We talk about them so much. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> we're not sponsored. So Line and Google, if you'd love to sponsor the pod, uh, yeah. please reach out to us. Definitely uh, looking for sponsors. I think they might. Uh, one one thing that we might have going against us is that we're a Penn State sports fan podcast and not like a Wisconsin fan podcast you know well well might... andrew the the way with how recruiting is going uh we're taking wisconsin football players now we can yeah. take their beer yeah there we go i like it yeah so <laughs> so yeah we're, we're accepting applications right now so line and google we obviously love your stuff so get in touch but uh yeah man it's uh it's been a uh, um an eventful week i would say in in certain sports um just a couple of quick news updates that we've had um unfortunately both the men's volleyball team and the men's lacrosse teams uh, did lose in their respective tournaments in the uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, volleyball went down to Hawaii in close five-set match, uh, so really tough ending for them, but they did end the season ranked number three, so spectacular season for them overall. Uh, and then men's lacrosse lost in kind of an upset against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament semifinals. Um, however, the lacrosse team was awarded an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, so their season is not over. So we'll, you know, continue to see those guys in action. Yeah, both the men's and women's made the uh, teams made the NCAA tournament. So nice. You know, we got two, both bo- uh, two horses in the race. Hopefully, uh, one brings home a title. Speaking of horses, did you uh, watch or bet on the Kentucky Derby? I did uh, not get a chance. I, w- I was very busy. I was working and, and getting bike rides in and actually got a cold over the weekend. So once the weather started mm. getting better, I started to get sick. But, you know, feeling feeling uh, on the better end of it. So uh, who won? What was the name of the horse? So the horse that won, its name is Mage. And um, we were just like weirdly enthralled by the Kentucky Derby this year because we were um, down at the Jersey Shore visiting Julie's parents. and this uh, sports bar that we went to. It's a pretty well-known one down there in the uh, um, at the shore uh, near Ocean City, New Jersey. And like half the TVs were running the broadcast for the Kentucky Derby. So it was like crazy to me just like how much the production value of the Kentucky Derby has like shot up, it seems, you know, in, in recent years because they have like live betting odds and they have like multiple like analysts like talking about the odds and like 
best return on your bets and stuff like that. It's just like this huge buildup. And I mean, you got like Dale Earnhardt Jr. going into the stalls and like interviewing coaches and stuff. Can't even get anywhere near the horses. I mean, these horses are treated like they're freaking Bugattis. Like, I mean, they're, they're literally like golden tickets and stuff like that. And, uh, it was actually a good race. Um, a couple of the favorites didn't actually end up, um, winning much less even come close to winning. And this horse mage, um, kind of came from behind to win this thing. And what's really funny though, about this horse in particular is that, uh, uh, members of Julie's family do enjoy, uh, putting the occasional bet on horse races and Julie's grandmother placed a bet on Mage. And so when it won the race, uh, we were kind of going nuts at our table because we we're like, that's her horse. So, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a really uh, cool point. Did, did I ever, and, and Mage, it kind of makes me, I'm just hearing it in my head, like Maze, Mage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Oh, he wants to sound all mystical. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> kind of ma- makes me think of that movie and, uh, right. and everything. But, uh, did I ever tell you uh, about the time that I have to go to Churchill Downs? No. Yeah. So my senior year for cross country, we had what was called the Division Two Festival for Nationals. So pretty much every fall sport, uh, every four years in Division Two, they have this like big festival. So like our national cross country championship was like delayed an extra two weeks so that like all the sports teams could have them at the exact same time, and it was held in Louisville. So we got to do a lot of really cool things down there. Like we got to go to like the Louisville Slugger Museum, uh, the Muhammad Ali Center. And then we got to like have a dinner in like the built, like one of the billionaire suites of Churchill Downs. And like they had some like fireworks and stuff. And we got to like look at the museum and kind of like uh, walk down to the track. I don't, I don't think we were like allowed to walk on the track, but like we got to like walk up to it and, you know, go through the museum and like see the track and, and get the vibes and stuff. And, Definitely a, a really cool experience, and I, I thought Louisville is a pretty cool city as well. Yeah, that is neat. Um, I mean, that's like one of those bucket list items that, you know, for no other reason than just to say that I did it, I want to go to the Kentucky Derby. Like, I want to do it up big. Like, I want to, like, get a custom-tailored suit um, that's, like, some crazy flashy color and just, like, roll in. Maybe Julie's wearing, like, this, like, giant hat or something like that, and we'll 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 do it upright like we'll put down like a benjamin or something on on a horse like you know and that's even like a drop in the bucket compared to like some of the high rollers in there but yeah i definitely i want to do that my dad has always talked about um i think he he had gone to uh he had gone to the belmont stakes a couple of times because i think that's in baltimore and he says Mm -hmm. that it's like a freaking blast so I want to go. I want to go to one of these horses or to one of these races someday. Yeah, I love it. It's just like a track and field, but with horses. So I'd be down yeah. to join you. We'll place a bet. Uh, I'll get some like crazy suit and, and hat. And I think Big Spring Spirits, which is over in Belfont, they have like a, oh, if you have like a derby hat, you get like a free drink. They've done that the past oh, like cool. two years. Haven't I made my way over uh, yet just because I've been busy those uh, past couple weekends and it's usually graduation weekend at Penn state too. So that's just a really busy time right. yep. at restaurants. So I haven't made it over yet, but maybe I'll, I'll get a derby hat and you know, we'll get some cool outfits and uh, go down to the Kentucky Derby. I'll show you around all, all the cool places and we'll, we'll have a good time there. Yeah. Maybe you could sweet talk your way back into that billionaire suite so that we can uh, have a nice, have a nice view. It might have, it might have some people in it that time and uh, they might not take too kindly to our company, but <laughs> we could give it a shot. 
yeah, well, why not? I have, I might have my, uh, my, my badge still from like division two nationals. I'll be like, Oh, cross. Here's my credential and try yeah. to sneak us in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like flash it quickly enough. So they don't like get a super good look at it, but uh, they're like, Oh yeah, he's good. Like let him in. <laughs> be like, yeah, he's an elite. He's a division two national cross country yeah. runner. <laughs> yeah. My God. Did you see that guy? He ran at lock Haven. I bet he runs as fast as the horses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, actually i'm here to race the horses <laughs> right yeah yeah i'm actually number 18 so if you could uh lead me to my stall that'd be great <laughs> now how funny would that be if they just did, like a kentucky derby but like had like runners also like elite kenyans just like running by the horses and do you remember that, uh that'd be wild like, several years ago when chad ocho cinco um, like placed a bet that he would win a race against a competitive racehorse. I don't know if it was like one of the one of the best horses out there, like ones that were running in the Derby, but I definitely remember him doing this. And he basically was like, I need like, uh, you know, like I'll start here. Horse starts back there because horse obviously has like a top speed that's like triple mine or whatever. But yeah, um, but like I he like was very confident in saying like, I'll place this many number of dollars that I will beat this horse. And like people, people were like, yeah, that's, that's Ocho Cinco, you know, just <laughs> crazy him. So yeah, you're not beating yeah. a horse. They run like a mile and a half in like three minutes, which yeah. is just insane, like yeah. wild. But anyway, uh, this is a, a Penn state sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll, uh, we'll get back on track after some, uh, cool things. And, uh, that's also something I could see, uh, you know, James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid doing one day, especially with Harden and, and all of his outfits. And <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know we had we had some debate about uh, M- Micah Parsons being a you know Dallas fan or a Philly mm-hmm. fan growing up, you know, growing up from Harrisburg. Uh, you know, we, we would assume he's a Philly fan, but he got drafted to Dallas and said, oh, that's the team he's always rooted for. And here we see him in. The Wells Fargo Center, game five. He's wearing a Tyrese Maxey jersey, uh, you know, supporting the home the hometown team. What what are your thoughts on Mike Parson making moves to Philly in the future? I mean, I, I can only hope. I mean, I think there's gonna be a number of contractual things uh that will keep him from wearing the Kelly Green, unfortunately. But it is kind of funny um that, you know, the guy who is the guy for the cow for the Dallas Cowboys right now is like has all this love for Philly, uh, whether it be him wishing Lane Johnson the best, like going into the Super Bowl or going to support the Sixers in the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of Even like Phillies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's kind of like uh, Devontae Smith um, showing some love to uh, like the Celtics and stuff like that. It's just it's just one of those like fandoms of one of your favorite pro players that's really going to like stick in your crawl, you know, like, like people in Dallas probably freaking hate that he was in Philly supporting like other Philly teams, you know? Yeah, but that's all right though. I I don't think it's like us in New York where like the teams are a little more, you know, heated and across all the sports. Like, yeah, like Flyers, Rangers, Sixers, Knicks, like there's kind of a rivalry. Plus they're geographically so close. So it's not like Dallas where it's just like every other Dallas team is in like the West and we never play them. Like it's very different with, you know, uh, Eagles Cowboys. So 
Yeah, yeah very different, true. but uh, you know, nonetheless, cool to see Micah Parsons, uh, you know, supporting Philly teams. Uh, uh, other news this week, uh, I think we should talk about Penn State basketball. Uh, we we had an addition as well as a subtraction. I guess we'll start off with the the negative first, and it's kind of no surprise, but uh, Keba Jai is going to Notre Dame to join coach Mike Shrewsbury. And this actually surprised me a little bit because coach Shrews wasn't giving him a ton of minutes, but you know, he has a lot of potential, really great prospect. Uh, I think he would have fit in great with coach Rhodes with how well he's able to do defensively. And I, I thought with a year in the weight room, he'd be a really good player next year. So Penn state definitely is missing out uh, just with his, you know, athleticism and wingspan. Uh, and, you know, if he had the ability to develop some post moves, could really have a really good sophomore season. However, uh, if he does have a good sophomore season, it's going to be uh, in South Bend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bummer. Uh, like you said, not totally unsurprising, um, given the series of events that we've seen with our incoming freshmen and current players on the roster and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think that that was probably the pitch that Shrewsbury gave him uh, when trying to recruit him out of the transfer portal was kind of like, you know, we needed that year of development. Now you're going to be kind of this key player in this system that I'm implementing here at Notre Dame and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just another uh, kind of domino that's falling where it's like, just got to kind of count our blessings and stay at college, look at what we have and uh, just do with what we got. Yeah, so we lost one, we gained one. Uh, love the name uh, on this guy, Raquandis Mitchell. Uh, yeah, you know Rayquan for short, maybe. So okay. you know maybe yeah. he'll be the be the Saquon equivalent on the basketball court. So he's a six five shooting guard out of the University of Missouri, Kansas City, or UMKC uh, for short. Uh, don't know too much uh, about him and his game. I think that is one of the, the smaller conferences, so they're not televised as much. But hey, you never know. Like. Uh, you know, there's been times where like Jalen Pickett, when he came from Siena, didn't really know what he was going to be. And, you know, guys like Sam Sessom's coming over, don't know how he's going to be. And both of those guys end up being great players uh, for the Nittany Lions. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get with these transfer portal guys. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you, I don't know too much about Rayquandis. Uh based on his past playing experience, but a lot of the reports out there uh, kind of pin this as a really good pickup for the Nittany Lions. Uh, seems like he was really tabbed as a, as a, uh, like a high scorer in the transfer portal that a lot of teams would have liked to have on their squad. So I'm just glad that he's going to be wearing our colors. Yeah. And this news just broke today. So I'll, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to look down and maybe get uh, more of an, an analysis to fans next week, but uh, you know, it's good. And uh, you know, we're starting to have a roster. We got seven transfer guys. We got, I think five staying. So we got three freshmen on scholarship that stayed as well as two walk on. So there are three spots available. Uh, you know, hopefully one goes to Jason Deloche or, you know, Hopefully he didn't pick a school yet and, I, and we just missed out on it, but uh would love to have him. Uh, the guard out of Niagara, I think is Thomason. His yeah, name he is committed Noah Thomason. To Georgia. Okay. So he committed to the dog. So he's out, mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely a big bummer there. Cause he's, he's a big scorer, uh, just like Raquandis. So, uh, you know, would really love to get guys like that into the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, obviously Mike Rhodes is contacting guys that, 
we've literally never heard of, but obviously he thinks that they're a good fit for what he's looking to do at Penn State. So I'll just uh, continue to put my trust in him. Yeah, and it it is a really tough position to be in because VCU, you know, when they have Shaka Smart there, uh, you know, he made that a basketball school. So it's a basketball school. It's one of the best, best in the, you know, the A-10 right now. And, you know, that's one of the premier schools and people want to go to the best basketball school in, in the conference or, you know, the top couple. Uh, Penn State, historically, while we were this past year, you know, being Big Ten runner-ups, historically, big uh, Penn State has not been a, you know, powerhouse in Big Ten basketball. So it is really tough to, as a new coach, try to sell that to transfers, especially when there are so many players within the program that have left. At yeah. an alarming number, too. It's like when, you know, uh, when Coach Chambers, uh, you know, was let go, and then, you know, Jim Ferry uh, was not kept, and they hired Micah Shrewsbury instead. Uh, a lot of those guys stayed, and uh, I would say about half stayed, half left, but we're definitely more of the rate of three-quarters of the team has left, really, that that plays so or graduated. So this is going to be an entirely new uh, Nittany Lion team, and we're not really going to know what to expect. And, um, it, you know, there could be some growing pains, but, uh, you know, hopefully they they uh, prove me wrong and, and have a great season Uh come November. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I also think there's there. I mean, it's inevitable that there's going to be growing pains. You can't assemble a team like this and not expect there to be. So, you know, I think that uh, we just got to see how, how guys gel through, I would say like maybe the first uh, third or quarter of the season to get a realistic expectation of how the rest of the season might go. Uh, you know, but at the very least, we're we're not going to be short of content, man. Like, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, lots of storylines, that's for sure. So, uh, covered a lot about, uh, you know, lacrosse teams, uh, talked about basketball. Let's move on to football. We got some big news. Sunday night, or sorry, not not Sunday. I completely messed <laughs> yeah. that up. Yeah, that's uh, right. NBC, new NBC deals messing me up. I'm thinking Sunday night. Yeah, but yeah. NBC now has um, Big Ten Saturday night football, West Virginia, Penn State, week one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, this big news? Happy it's not I a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Number one, yes. Number two, I love it. Um, I think this is this is awesome. Um, there's really very few things that beat a night game in Beaver Stadium. And uh, just given all the circumstances surrounding this game, with it being the night game, new broadcast partners, new starting quarterback in, uh, you know, expected to be drew Aller, bringing back an old rival from like the 80s and like the heyday of penn state football like this is really shaping up to be one of the best season openers of the last couple of years like the only one that really comes close to this i think was the wisconsin opener a couple of years ago and even then i think this is way more exciting yeah this is uh this is big time and you know i think purdue is a kind of a big not 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 i think it would maybe bigger than this just because we expected them to be good and, the, and they were good in the big 10 West uh, West Virginia is definitely not a slouch, but they are one of the weaker teams uh, in, in the big 12. So uh, it's, it is exciting that it's an old rival, but man, like it's just going to be so fun. Everyone's going to be like so pumped up. Like I think yeah, it's, it's going to have, awesome. 
it's going to have whiteout energy. It's, it's an old rival. Like I've just heard of, you know, people from, you know, out of state that are planning to come in for this matchup. And I just think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Uh, but you know, it's going to have whiteout type energy. And I think that West Virginia is going to be like, Whoa, like, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to, yeah. I think you're just going to see, like, it's going to be like Abdul Carter is everywhere and tackling everyone and just yeah. suffocating the defense. And like Kalen King's going to be making interceptions and Nick Singleton's going to be breaking off runs. Like, I feel like it's going to be a game and like, people are going to like overreact and be like, Oh, I think Penn state's going to make the, uh, you know, the college football playoff. And yeah, that might not happen, but like I think you're, those are the headlines you're going to get from that first game. Like I'm really yeah. excited about that atmosphere that we are going to be in with West Virginia. Same, yeah. I honestly, that's exactly how I see this game playing out. I think that the energy, the atmosphere, the fans, all of it is going to contribute to um, right now. Knock on wood, a decisive Penn State victory. So we'll you know hash that out at a at a later date. Um, it's funny that you mentioned about whiteout energy because. Since the news has broke that it's going to be a night game, there has been some opinions or questions being thrown around around whether or not this should be the whiteout game for the season. So immediate reaction from you. Should this even be considered uh, to be the whiteout game for this season? Uh, so for me, that it depends. I think we should save it. I don't think we're necessarily going to need it. I think a stripe out would be cool. I think we should save it for Michigan. However, I do like the whiteout at night. And the Big Ten has this thing with the, the big noon kickoff. And in November, they don't like to have night games because they don't want people driving ho home in like snow and ice and everything. So if that's the case where we're not allowed to have Michigan as a night game, I think that would be good as the helmet stripe game. Um, you know, just because it's kind of like a whiteout but it still looks very cool. Um, another candidate I think is Iowa just because of the, the bad blood we have with them from a couple years ago and, and kind of how that whole thing went down. So I think Iowa is another good one, but I, I feel like almost we're, we're wasting that type of energy on the, on a, the first game of the season with, for an opponent that isn't to the level of a elite in the big 10, like a, a Michigan or an Iowa. Uh, how about you? Do, you? do we think we should we should go white out week one? No, I'm in agreement with you. I would love to see um, a stripe out for week one, honestly, because I think that that look that also looks awesome at nighttime. Um, and also because I regardless of whether it's during the day or at night, um, the whiteout has actually been pretty effective against Michigan. So I'd like to see us, uh, you know, kind of pull that out for Michigan because like that's a really high stakes game. Um, haven't beaten them for a couple of years. Got Heisman contender JJ McCarthy coming in. Uh, they're going to be looking to make a um, you know a three peat return to the college football playoffs. So there's going to be a lot on the line in that game. So I think that's still my my prime candidate. Um, so yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think that this, these questions being thrown around is like rhetoric for rhetoric's sake, but I don't think that they should. Uh, you know, overreact to the, to the scheduling and be like, Oh, whiteout time. Yeah. Well, it's just like last year, we only got one night game and that, yeah. that was it. It was just like, okay, Minnesota's our whiteout, I guess. Cause right. they're at night and they were pretty good. And they beat us like 
you know, during like PJ Flex, like first or second year when he was there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a revenge game. But, you know, they're like, oh, that we know the big noon is going to like mess everything up. So they just made that one the whiteout. And kind of like with hindsight, we feel kind of like we wasted it. And we're like, wow, well, like, what are we doing? And then we really didn't have quite the, the same turnout for Ohio State. And then for Ohio State, it was just like, oh, like ticket prices dropped a lot. Like I got a ticket for, I think, thirty five dollars, you know, plus the Did fees. You really? Which, yeah, I got a, a single ticket uh, for thirty five bucks. Like and typically like games against Ohio State are like north of 200. Like they can get really yeah. pricey. Uh, you know, especially for lower bowl, you know, where I was, I was in the, the North end zone higher up than like, uh, you know, our usual, usual group is, but I got to walk down there. Cause I guess there, there was a couple empty seats around them too. So I even got to, you know, head down. And then we had to deal with like the Ohio state, like band director. And I was like, Oh, I should have just stayed in my seat and had a better view. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was, a that was a good time, really competitive game and, and everything, but yeah, I think we should save save the whiteout for the best opponent. We need that energy, and I we just need that to be a team like Michigan, who's been the Big Ten champion in the past two years. Yeah, agreed. Big news: uh, Penn State is going to be spending seven hundred million dollars over the course of uh, four years. The projections are that the renovations will be done to Beaver Stadium by August of twenty twenty seven. Andrew, if you had seven hundred million dollars, how how would you spend it in renovating Beaver Stadium? So, do you want the serious answer first or the funny answer first? Uh give me give me the funny one. All right. So, um, number one, I'm spending that money on sixteen high tech T shirt cannons that are going to come out of the ground in Beaver Stadium kind of like Avengers style. They're going to come out from under the ground behind both of the sidelines and behind each set of goalposts. And they are going to have the power and the accuracy to launch t-shirts to any seat in Beaver stadium. And I feel like this is an important thing because when it's t-shirt time in Beaver stadium, it's only at the student section and they're only thrown by the cheerleaders And anybody who's above row like 30 just doesn't have a prayer. So I think that we need to implement some, you know, some spreading the love in Beaver Stadium when it comes to t-shirt time and making sure that everybody has an equal chance to get a t-shirt. And so I'm talking, I want uh, t-shirt cannons like out of Bud Light's Real Men of Genius uh, commercial series, which have you have you heard that Vince, I mean, it's been a long time since they aired, but do you remember the real yeah. men of genius commercials? Yeah. Real men of genius. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not satisfied with standard souvenir distribution. You created a device with enough kick to dislocate a mascot's shoulder. Like <laughs> that's the kind of power I'm talking here. Um, so I want these things to look and behave like they were designed by Tony Stark and to just like get those t-shirts everywhere. So that's that's uh, order number one. Order number two is going to be multiple beer tap walls spread throughout the concourse in Beaver Stadium. So probably talking like, uh, oh, that would be genius. That would just be like yeah. like McClanahan's. You put your credit card in, exactly. you put the cup there, and fill it up, and it'd be yep. super efficient. You don't need yep. to pay concession workers. Like 
really, really big. That's I like that one. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking three behind um, uh, the east and west uh, sections of the stadium. So the long stretches and then two on each uh, the north and, and south end zone. So, you know, spread them out. Uh, make sure that, you know, not one wall or like one tap area has uh, like too many people on it at one time. Uh, so that that's number two. Number three is going to be um, auto ticket detection technology that you walk through to get into Beaver Stadium. Because to me, one of the biggest pain points of the fan experience in Beaver Stadium right now is the amount of time that it takes for you to get into the stadium once you get into the line. And so somebody has to like check you, check your ticket and all that stuff. And you're, you know, you could be spending like 20 minutes in line. And I mean, granted, they've gotten better at it and like mm-hmm. the line moves and stuff like that. But how cool would it be if you could just like walk through a scanner and it not only knows like if you have any weapons on your person, but it can also detect like the ticket in your pocket and then like approve you. So you just walk in. That would be great. Or like even just like having your phone out and you scan it like a PD or like a QR code and you mm-hmm. just walk right through and it picks up that QR code. Yeah. And one of the things that annoys me is like if I'm going to like a hockey game or a basketball game, I have to like individually scan like each ticket. Like I should just be able to scan that and be like, oh, it's I have two tickets on here. One scan and me and my person get to you know, walk through or if I have a group of 10, we just walk through. I think that would just leave a lot of the headaches as well because you have to keep flipping it and they have to scan every single individual ticket. I think that would save so much time. So I, I, I like that idea as well. We should invent this uh, technology and become rich, man. Like this would be <laughs> like mind changing or like, you know how the, how, uh, is it, um, is it Amazon who has like that grocery store and you just like walk out with the cart and it like automatically charges your credit card. Yeah. That's like the newest wave of technology with all this stuff. I mean, Julie's even talked about this a couple of times. Um, there's new technology that's being built into the labels that's being put on products. So basically, I mean, with the way things are going, um, it's probably going to become a standard at, at some point where the technology, like basically a little tiny chip is going to be placed into labels. So you'll like put stuff in your cart, like walk out and you're going to get charged, you know, exactly like we, what you just said. Um, so, I mean, Amazon's probably on the forefront of it. Um, you're probably going to see big box stores like, uh, like Walmart start to implement stuff like that. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of hard to say. Cause I mean, like all these stores have like mega bucks to like start yeah. testing this kind of stuff out. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to agree with you. Um, that's like kind of like my funny answer, but also like my serious answer. So those were my three funny things, but my serious things, the one being that they do need to improve, um, like kind of the entry process or like kind of the, the infrastructure around the entrances. So whether that be having like more entryways or something like that, I think that they need to, um, kind of consider the number of people that are outside the stadium and waiting to come in because, you know. They have their historical entryways and stuff like that. And then they started implementing this new ticketless system where you have to like have it on your phone and stuff like that if you don't have like a printed copy. So it's almost like a matter where like the technology does not match the the you know the structure that is the entryway to the major gates to get into Beaver Stadium. So I think that that should be on their docket. Um, 
But outside of that, um, I did do a little, like a little bit of skimming to see what they have in store. And I saw that they have, you know, kind of just like general maintenance and like architectural, um, updates on the slate, which I think is, uh, is smart, you know, cause Beaver stadiums, it's an old stadium, like it's going to need those updates. And so I think that's uh that's a good investment of the money. And then I also saw that, uh, they're looking for more, um, like places to get like food and drink and stuff like that, which I think is also super smart because um, like right now the, the options are pretty like, I wouldn't say they're necessarily like limited, but they're a little outdated, you know, cause they, they kind of still have like the old like concession stands of old with like a football stadium and stuff like that. Like if you go to like a modern like NFL stadium or even like some of the newly renovated college stadiums, like especially if you go down South, I'm sure like you're going to see, like restaurants in there, like with their stands and stuff like that. And like, you're going to have like more of these naming rights and sponsored places and stuff like that. And I think that's what they're really striving for with uh, some of these updates to Beaver stadium. So I think that there's, there's a business minded aspect of it as well, where they're like, okay, like how do we set ourselves up for future financial, you know, success and gains and investment and stuff like that. So I'm, I wouldn't say like, I'm at all like really opposed because, uh, even even when I was there, like there was conversation of like, yeah, I mean, like Beaver Stadium is kind of getting up there in terms of age and like the last time it was renovated. So it's kind of time. But uh, um, what about you? So if you had nearly a uh, three quarters of a billion dollars. How would you uh, spruce up our stomping grounds? Um, I think just, uh, well, I, I go, going back to your point first, uh, mm-hmm. I think that concession stands is a great idea. I talked to uh, my, my roommate, Zach, who's a PhD student. And he was just like, Oh, the lines are crazy. Like you just go to get a, a thing, a chick, like a chicken tender basket. And yep. it's just a mess, super long line. And so I do think that's a, a really good thing. Another thing I would like to see happen is just like warm water in the bathrooms. Like it, it's always running cold water. And like in November when you're like freezing, like if you're going to the bathroom to wash your hands, it would be nice to have warm water. Yeah. That's so fair. That, yeah. That'd be a good perk. And then another goal I would have, uh, I think, I think seats would be cool. Uh, I think they're you know better than bleachers. So I think that'd be a good addition. And then the number of seats, I would like us to have the most number of seats and to be the biggest stadium. I want to be bigger than the big house. I'm tired of them saying that they have a bigger stadium when they're, I've been told that their seats are smaller. So they're able to kind of cram more people in. I would like us to have more seats than the big house because Beaver stadium is the best stadium in all of college football. Yeah, I can get behind that. And then I guess kind of my, my silly stuff, maybe like, maybe like a giant jumbotron you would probably like you you'd have to have a covered stadium for that obviously and while that would be nice since we're in a cold climate to have that you know a covered stadium that would be really cool however i feel like penn state football bad weather is kind of just like part of it yeah it's like part of the vibe mm-hmm. um and also like i don't want like the set, the teams coming up from the sec to have like an advantage of like they don't have to play in the snow, like or That's right. the rain, like because they'll they'll struggle with those conditions, and uh, you know I think that gives us a competitive advantage. So don't want to take that away, but a jumbotron like that would be cool, and maybe like a beer garden or something. Yeah, there neat. you go. So 
lot of, a lot of cool things point, though that you mentioned before about teams coming up from the south because a big reason why this got pushed forward was because beaver stadium is going to be part of the college football playoff expansion where they're likely going to be hosting games in the near future so that that's kind of an interesting aspect to think about it like you have so you know these games are being played in late december it's cold as hell even like and so you're you're talking about like alabama georgia coming to beaver stadium to play that game i mean they're football players so i mean they're gonna they're gonna tough it out or whatever but that's gonna be hella different from what they're used to oh yeah like a mild 50 degrees and then coming up to like 20 30 yeah. right can't feel your hands oh yeah so i like when it comes like november i'm like i love going to the football games every weekend that's like one of the best things about living in state college and and like having our uh, you know our community and group that we tailgate with but like like when november comes around i'm like okay like i i'm not going to be in the cold anymore like i'll I'll get to enjoy the games on the, on the TV and everything. So, yeah, that's always good uh, around that time. So December, like, like that's going to be some rough uh, tailgating conditions. And we'll definitely need uh, Bill and Fred's tailgate tips for sure. If we're yeah. hosting games in December, we'll need to put all the walls up on the canopy and put the space heater out there. Like that's going to be a minimum. We might have to like start our own like wood fire or something outside. Like we'll just build a fire pit. Um, I know a couple guys for that, so we'll, we we can make that happen. I mean, we'll probably get told to put it out right away, but you know, until somebody says no, <laughs> we can give it a shot. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like just a kind of a brutal condition. Like usually, it doesn't snow. Like it'll be cold, it'll be rainy, wet, windy. Usually, it doesn't snow, but like at that point in the year, December, sometimes it does snow. So there's potential yeah, for that like as well. The kiss of death. We're we're getting like three snow games this year now. Three three snow that. games. Yeah. Oh, but can you can you just imagine like a big game in Beaver Stadium against Michigan and like Nick Singleton has like a Lashawn McCoy like run through the snow and he's doing snow angels Snowball. in the end zone. Like, yeah, how cool yeah. that would be. Yeah, that would be sick. So I I'd love it, and then uh, you know. People throwing snowballs. No, no, we're no, it's not I'm, Philly, so we're not going to throw snowballs at Santa no. Claus. <laughs> okay, I uh, I forget. Oh man, I because there I I've been to like one or two snow games. Um, I think in our freshman year, um, it like weirdly snowed for the game against Illinois, and people were like throwing snowballs, like not onto the field, but like on occasion at each other. So it, I mean, that was still, that was like the student section and stuff like that. So no, no bills mafia where they're chucking them all at Tua. No, <laughs> no, definitely not that. Yeah. That was wild. Like I couldn't believe they like stopped the game and that stopped the game for like a good, like yeah. what, 20 minutes, half an hour. Like, yeah, yeah that, that delayed the game quite a bit. And yeah, yeah those bills crazy, mafia man. fans are wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of things that that can happen. We will see over the the next, you know, four or five years of how it materializes. But definitely some exciting news in that regard, as well as a kind of a new a new budget that they have to, uh, you know, unquote, you know, be great for all the other thirty one teams. That's kind of their their new buzzword, uh, you know, with the board of trustees. So. You know, it'll be fun to see the uh, other renovations that get made. So like things like Jeffrey Field, uh, having more seating would, I think, would be a a good addition for the soccer teams. 
Uh, that's just uh, one example. But yeah, a lot of different ways they can use this money to uh, help the uh, different sports programs at uh, Penn State. Yeah. And given that, you know, we're now squarely in the era of NIL, I think this is like the perfect time to make these investments because getting high level talent to any sport that, you know, regardless of whether it's football, basketball, any other sport, the competition is only going to increase. So you got to make your, uh, you know, your facilities uh, appealing. Yeah. And honestly, like you just saw it in the news today, Hunter Dickinson is uh, transferring to Kansas Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he kind of subtly implied that money was part of the reason for that. Uh, he said at Michigan, he's, he's kind of complaining about this, but he's like, oh, I didn't even make like six figures. I'm like, oh man, like I'd be killed <laughs> to be a college athlete making like six figures, man. But, but anyway, yeah. he, uh, he's like, oh, like you guys would all, if you got offered 10,000 more dollars to take a different job, you'd take it. So, you know, he's taking his talents, uh, to Kansas, which I didn't even realize he had eligibility left. So, you know, Hunter Dickinson will be a, a Jayhawk, but that just goes to show you, like, even people who are, you know, loyal to their programs and, and love their schools, uh, they're leaving for the money and, you know, big sports like football and basketball. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this this falls outside of Penn State, obviously, but, you know, we talk about like Hunter Dickinson looking to make six figures uh, with a move to Kansas, but like. Have you seen the NIL valuation of Bronny James going to USC? It's I like cannot. I cannot imagine dollars. Seven million dollars oh. that they're valuing this kid at. You know, in terms of NIL deals. I mean, I I can't even wrap my head around this. Like, it's just asinine to me that this eighteen-year-old could be worth this much money. I know it's just wild and like. I've heard some people say like, he's not even that good. It's just all based on hype essentially. So like how cool would it be to get like paid on hype? Like, yeah. Like if I was hyped up, like my freshman year of high school, like when I won districts and and running and be like, Oh, like he's going to be the next, like Steve Prefontaine and go to the Olympics. And I just got like $7 million or something like, and then like, obviously I'm nowhere near that. Like, That'd be so, uh, you know, so cool. And originally when I first saw the headline, it was like, Bronny commits to school. I was reading it and I was like, oh, please don't be Ohio State. Like, because like LeBron's yeah. a big Ohio State fan, of course, you know. Right. That's just, uh, you know, the team he roots for being from Ohio. So I'm like, oh, I bet you like he's ingrained like Ohio State into his kids since he's been born. And then I saw USC and I was like, oh, sweet. We don't have to play Bronny if he's good. Like I haven't watched him play or anything. So I don't you know, necessarily know if he's, you know, good or not, but he's the I number 21. No yeah. So I think he's the 21st overall, like best basketball recruit. So he, he he's up there pretty high. And I saw USC and I was like, Oh sweet. Like we don't have to deal with them for a second. And then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. They're joining the yeah. big 10 like next year in 2024 yeah. when they'll be playing. So I was like, Oh, well guess we didn't avoid him. So I don't it'll think... just be on a, another team that we also happen to hate. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think we'll ever play him. I think he's a one and done regardless of what he does in in college next year because that that name like he's going to get drafted. I don't know if it's going to be first round, but he's going to get drafted. He could not play a single minute of college basketball next season 
and I believe that he's going to get drafted. He's LeBron James Jr. Like it, the NBA is going to be dying to have him in their ranks. So some team is going to take a flyer on him, regardless of whether he's good or not. I mean, he's got the genetics, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all. That's all I can say. So I, I personally think we won't see him, but it would be kind of interesting if he did stick around at USC and like that game. Like if like when USC were to come to town for basketball, that would be crazy interesting to go and see. Yeah. And I think like for, for that, you might have people just buying like the season basketball tickets for that one game. Like that would be, that would actually be really helpful for our program. Just kind of like how we like sold a bunch of season football tickets for Pitt because it was cheaper Mm -hmm. than the single game ticket for Penn state. I think they could kind of do that to like, USC could do that to help our basketball program. So yeah. you know, hopefully next year, USC is a, a home game and for basketball and we'll get to enjoy seeing Bronny in person for, you know, relatively affordable tickets. Yeah. Yeah. We got them. And I mean, like UCLA is awesome too. So, I mean, they're coming in and they're yeah. going to be, they're going to be great too. So yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually had them winning the, uh, the tourney in my bracket and then they oh, really? you know, kind of oh. let me, yeah, they let me down a lot. So <laughs> it was kind of a bummer, but yeah. Everyone, it is what it let is. everyone else down, Vince. It's, yeah, you're not alone, brother. Yeah, I, I, I did, I, I did a good job with Purdue. I think I only had them in like the Sweet 16, so I didn't have them going too far. Well, that's good. I was like, we almost beat them, so like they're not going to win a national title. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice use of the uh, of transitive the, property. Yeah, the transitive property in in college athletics. I love it so. Um, cool, man. You got anything else? Yeah. Kind of one thing I was, Oh, uh, tidbits that we missed last week. So we, uh, I was in Philly last week for the broad street run. Uh, Mm -hmm. our co-host, uh, Maggie, she did a great job. She ran 10 miles in 65 minutes. Uh, one of the top females, I think she was the 117th female out of like maybe 20,000. So ran really fast, did an awesome job. And also that weekend was pen relays. And our Philadelphia Eagle, Devin Allen, for the second year in a row, won the 110-meter hurdles. So uh, that was awesome to uh, be able to you know see happen as well. Just good vibes all around. And so really happy about that. But my, my last question for you before we head out, what is a better uh, plant-based milk for a latte do you think oat milk is better or almond milk what's your thoughts <laughs> oh man um and there's a story behind this so i'll tell you the story uh, after but okay. first i want to hear hear Got your it. thoughts i'll probably go with almond milk just because i've had more experience with almond milk and i think almond milk's like not half bad so i'd probably go in that direction but tell me tell me your bit so um I'm team almond milk as well. Okay. And uh, going, going to the, I went to uh, Maggie after her race. Uh, she went to take a shower. So uh, Kevin and I are our friend who we were, we were staying with. We decided to walk and get coffees. And, um, you know, I, he was telling me, he was like, I, I ordered my, my latte with almond milk. He's like, Oh, Vince, oat milk's better. I'm like, uh, I, I like almond better. Like it, it has a higher fat content. So like, it's more of that creamier texture you get from like cow's milk and stuff. So I, I think almond's the better way to go. And then 
like he was trying to convince me otherwise in typical uh, Kevin fashion. We're yeah. we're like Todd Mache and Mel Kuyper Jr. We don't agree on anything. So right. yeah. we we were going with it and we were the asking the baristas and the one said they like oat milk better. The other one said they like almond, of course. So anyway, they they make us these uh you know, the, the lattes and stuff. And, uh, Maggie got an oat, oat milk one. I got a, uh, almond milk one and there was a little bit left over. So they actually brought us up out the leftovers that didn't fit in the cup for us to do a taste test. Nice. So I got to, I got to do like the blind taste test and everything. And I liked the almond one better. So, okay. I, I was definitely not like a hypocrite and just being like, Oh yeah, it's totally this. And then, like, I was way off. Like I could, taste the difference and i was like okay i think this one's better like and the oat it almost tastes a, a little bit you can feel that oaty texture so it's kind of like oatmeal and everything so i'm like nah, i don't need that oatmeal in my coffee like i'll just yeah. take uh you know take the uh the almond it's creamier and i think it's better but anyway we that was a funny story we had uh you know trying to deal with that debate and i'm, I'm happy you're team almond yep yeah you could you could put me down and uh on that roster, it uh, kind of sounds like it's the newest. Um, like, what, what was the dress debate? Was whether it was like gold or was it blue? Uh, or oh, yeah, like it was that. like blue and black or white and gold. Right. Yeah, and you so, can see it both ways. It's pretty pretty funny. Right. So cool. No, glad you uh, glad you settled that decisively though. So uh, I'm glad you were on my side. Point for Vince because we <laughs> uh, we always have those competitions where we we keep track of score. So <laughs> yeah. I officially got, got the point on the pod and Very not good. the other way around. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You can, uh, you can text him the bragging rights after, after we wrap up here. <laughs> yep. So thank you guys for listening today. If you would like to support the pod, please tell your friends, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. So other Nittany Lion fans like you can find us interested in new episodes. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening, and we want to remind you that we are the Nittany Blues Podcast. See you next time.